Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is part two, best of man baggage. We're calling it bulging baggage because my mental age is 12. And we all know I'm thinking of a scrotum when I say it. Every single man I know has to be checked in two, three, four, five times before you even get close to what's bugging him. That's my tip of the day. So that's the area we're in. Don't switch off. We're not heavy. There's no cardigans. There's no biscuit dipping. No one's going to stand up in a circle and talk about self-harming. All of those things are at the edge of what we're talking about. We're using banter and humour. That's what I do for a night job. I say cock into a microphone and get paid. So I like to bring humour together with some of these subjects that are not easy to talk about because you just don't see it. It's a lot of chin stroking and seriousness. And sometimes, particularly with me, if something's heavy is going on, chin stroking doesn't help me. It makes me close up more. It's not for everyone, that approach, but it's definitely for most blokes I know. Fucking welcome, lads. So I'm jumping into the head of a fellow comedian this week. Now, obviously, back in the real world, pre-Bat Sandwich, I'd have two or three blokes and I'd be going into their heads. So the pressure is on comedian Travis J. I only have one male head to analyse today. I feel like we worked together really recently on something. And I can't remember yeah. what it was. Was it stand-up? It wasn't stand-up. Stand-up sketch show, was it? Yeah. Right, great. So if you want to see that, and I'm in it as well, it's ITV2. It's where people like Travis and myself do stand-up on stage, but then it intercuts with a sketch realisation of what we're talking about. So you see the sketch we brought to life. But the twist is, we're in our own sketches, miming the words yeah. that we spoke in front of a live audience. <laughs> so it's a genre mashup. So catch Travis in that's ITV2. That's coming out later in the year. Normally it comes on around January, that. And we couldn't just have blokes talking to each other because, sadly, men drift into sexist generalisations and, well, you know what birds think. Well, actually, it turns out we don't most of the time, which is why I get trolled to death on Twitter every single week one of these comes out. So I always need a female auditor, a strong presence to make sure we're not chatting shy, as my wife would say. And this week I'm joined by Kaleche Okafor. Welcome, Hi. podcaster extraordinaire. What are you working on at the moment? Tell us where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on at Kolechnikov, always tweeting up a storm and on Instagram stories. I live on Instagram stories, really, just talking about current affairs and pop culture and just effing and blinding. Are you telling me that your Instagram handle is Kolechnikov, like the Russian rifle? Exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. i tell you what, if you was my missus, I'd be getting in from the pub on time. <laughs> What's your missus' nickname? Kolechnikov. You better leave, Dave. <laughs> Put the pint down and fuck off. Okay, it's funny we should talk about Kalashnikovs and uh, fierce energy because that's what I want to talk about today and all the stereotypes that come with fierce energy. Confrontation. 
Today, we're talking about an area very passionately important to me, organisation. Now, normally I will start with the gender divide on, on one like this, but I'm not sure I will today. I think this is a person divide, but I'm fascinated to know what my man mind is going to say today because, I mean, he's not only is my namesake, is his surname Kane, spelt the same way, but he also, like me, doesn't wear underwear. He is commando. So Aldo Kane cannot fly by the seat of his pants because he doesn't have any. Former commando, book out, an amazing beard, wonderful accent. Aldo Kane, he's in the studio. I just can't see him. There he is, emerging in camouflage, like in the advert, and just blinking his eyes open. Oh, my God. How did you get there? Welcome. Good afternoon or evening. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, wicked. Thank you very much for having me on. It's nice to be. It's nice to be on a talk where I can see someone else with the same name as me on there. I know, I know. And of course, by commando, I don't mean he doesn't wear underwear. I mean he's a badass that could like press a muscle in your neck and kill you in two seconds. And also doesn't wear underwear. That's yeah. That's also key, right? both. Yeah, which would be an immediate punishment of thirty push-ups if that was observed in the square. I'm observing every second because <laughs> it comes from the jungle where, like, wearing tight underwear and, and stuff it's just going to like give you galloping crotch rot so right like by going commando you're like letting the old you're not bat winging basically that's where you get the old galloping crotch rot so but there, um, there's always a risk of a leech on the square sausage then isn't there Aldo? there, there is but I, I once I, I once had a leech right in the old what do you call that the old sort of um urethra yeah yeah biffin's bridge anyway a bit of a leech action down there they're, they're harmless they're fine yeah, yeah, I like them. If any, I, I actually use them as a treatment um, instead of anal bleaching. So, Aldo, of course, you've got a book out. Just tell us what it's about and give us its title, etc. Yeah, um, so Lessons from the Edge, Inspirational Tales of Surviving, Thriving and Extreme Adventure. Basically, it's my life story from joining the Marines all the way through to every television expedition I've done and some of the biggest lessons I've learned in the process. Now, we can't do this show without a female... Um, I call them the female auditor, judge. The reason I call the auditor is if you give one, two, or in a non-COVID world, a panel of three men in the studio, we're nearly there, listeners, with a live audience. Men very quickly drift in. Well, you know, we drift into it. We can't help ourselves. Gay, straight, young, old, we drift into it. So it's important to have a strong, fierce, feminine energy to set call bullshit where they hear bullshit. And that fierce energy today is broadcasting legend, Neve Spencer. Neve, welcome. How are you? I'm very well. I've got my whip ready. Really? Are you pregnant at the moment? <laughs> no. Why do you always that's, ask that's me I'm pregnant? Am I've I never glowing? met you not pregnant. I've never <laughs> met you not pregnant. <laughs> this is the first time you've said no. <laughs> well, you sat down. I wouldn't be surprised if you stood up and went, another one cooking. Now, confrontation is a tricky subject. And confrontation is something that has been in decline and rising in the last two years. It's been in decline in that we haven't been face to face enough to sort things out and get words out there. And it's been an acceleration as I feel like confrontation with strangers has increased when you see someone not in a mask or pushing their trolley the wrong yeah. way around a supermarket. Incidentally, I'm not prejudiced against any group of people, but if you are of able and sound mind and you travel the different way to an arrow and scare an old lady in a supermarket, out of the food chain, please. But anyway, <laughs> that's a perfect example of when confrontation happens, cue jumping at a supermarket. But what is confrontation? Well, I looked it up and it says a hostile or argumentative situation or meeting between two opposing parties. Not as simple as it might sound because that's the definition we expected, but it can also mean confronting something that needs confronting a fear, a phobia, 
and infidelity. Sometimes confronting things within yourself. So we'll get onto mm. all those nuances later. But I'm going to. I'm sorry. I'm going to start Kolechnikov with the yes. most difficult question of all: Are men more confrontational than women, or less? I know what I think. Oh, I think that. I think that men are societally asked to be more confrontational because that's part of like, quote unquote, masculinity, isn't it? Like, oh, if you've got a problem, just say it. But I don't actually know if men do say it. Whereas women, they're told to like, be nice. Yeah, you know, and I always say that I'm not nice. Like, I'm kind, but I'm not nice. So I think amongst each other... I'm just trying to imagine that. It's like, come in for some hot soup. I will punch you in the face. Save up for a house. How's the soup? Kind but not nice. It's hard to get your hands. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like women are confrontational amongst each other. Men, I don't, yeah, I think they're asked to be, but they're not really. Yeah, I'm, really. I mean, Travis, that's, I've asked around, most of the females mm. in my family are all next door drinking mm. tea in their cauldron uh, cups. <laughs> and uh, the overwhelming opinion of all the females, aunties, daughters, cousins in my family is that men are less confrontational. Save it, mm. save it, don't say it. And then it erupts in something verbally or physically violent at the end. Whereas more women, not all, obviously, are more likely mm. to be, excuse me, better out than in, going to tell That's you how right. I feel. I will tell you how I feel. I'm sorry, why be fake? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas a man, very head, very head, very head, uppercut. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Because it's like, I think men know the price of like confrontation between men is almost always violence. Mm-hmm. So it's like they kind of leave that to be the last resort. So it's like, look, if I just say, ignore it, if I just manage it, once it gets to that line, that's when it's like, bruv, we doing? And it's rarely ever the type of confrontation that could ever end peacefully. Whereas I think women are good at confronting with uh, at the early stage where it is resolvable still. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the, the type, the, probably the one dynamic where I say women are more confrontational is if you go out to eat and somehow they've messed up your order oh, as her boyfriend. Mate, we, oh did, my we, did complain, we did complaining last week and complaining <laughs> leads to confronting. Listen, That's as a violent. man, I'm hungry. So when this food comes, I'm like, you know what, cool. It's not the chicken, it's the steak. I'll roll with it. Nah, bruv, my girlfriend is never having it. Also, Travis, admit it. You're a spineless, cowardly man. You don't want to complain and make a scene. Admit. It's time to admit that shit. I'll admit yeah, it. just a little bit. <laughs> And so talking of unlocking, I want to move on to a subject today, which is so divisive, whether it's gender divisive, I don't know. Stubbornness, stubbornness. And what a panel I have, two stubbornly brilliant people. Someone who I just keep stalking and using on everything I do. Johnny Cochran is in the house. I'm going to go into his head and his man baggage and emptying it. If I haven't got him trying to be an expert on subjects on Radio 4, I've got him on here being grilled about the patriarchy. Johnny, how are you? Yeah, very good, very good. And yeah, I've taken it as a compliment that you've got me on for a stubbornness episode. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if that's what I radiate from my character. But yeah, no, I've been accused of being stubborn in the past. So um, hopefully I can illuminate our audience today with uh, different views on, on stubbornness. Uh, and it's something you would always stubbornly deny as well, being stubborn, ironically. And we <laughs> yeah. could just make this with three blokes sat round all talking about their feelings. And I'm sure it would still be interesting, but it wouldn't explain the high degree of female listenership we have. In fact, it's creeping up to like 65, 35. Gentlemen, please subscribe. I can only assume it's girls wanting to know how the man brain works, tuning in for the secrets. So we always have a strong auditor 
in the building to make sure we're not drifting into sexy stereotypes or stuff that's just way off. And I've got one of a force of nature here today. Last time I worked with her, managed to sneak a picture of her vagina onto live TV at lunchtime. No, it was it's, a dick. It was a dick, sorry. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Grace Campbell, for getting the genital that you put in lunchtime telly. Yeah, it's important, Russell. I've been reading, you did something with your vagina recently, didn't you? Didn't you put a sculpture of it and stick it on the wall and make your dad look at it or something like that? No, my ex-boyfriend made, when we first got together, he made me a pot of my vagina, like went to a pottery class and made That's it. That's it. That's and great. And I made the whole family have a look. We're talking about organisation. Now, obviously, I would have thought, Aldo Kane, you wouldn't get very far if you're not organised as a commando. It's like, oh, where have I left my gun? What am I like? <laughs> Gone, dead, day one. <laughs> it, it, it's like, a, I guess it's like a cornerstone of everything you're doing and being, you know, in extremes, being organised or disorganised is the difference between staying alive and, and dying. You know, if you're in the high Arctic, I was up three or four weeks ago diving under the ice there. If you're organized, you can dive under the ice or you can go into a volcano that's active. You can go into caves. You can go into narco jungles and you can you can come back out safely most of the time because you mitigate most of the the hazards by being organized. If you're not organized Mm. and you're a sack of shit, generally you come unstuck and you can come unstuck fairly catastrophically in, in my line of work. Well, my next question then is, because this whole chat is going to be about organisation, it's such a flashpoint between couples, men and women, men, men, women. It's just, it's just a, it's a clash between friends. It's a clash between brothers, sisters. It's a clash between parent, child. There is a t- tribe of us on this earth who are almost aroused by the sight of things being tidy, who are super organised, arrive early, never been in debt, never abused a credit card, get the tickets as soon as they're released my team, suck the fun out of a holiday on TripAdvisor before you even go. A turn up to the airport three hours early, shops, restaurant. Lindsay, my missus, would love to jump into the wing as the plane's taking off, that's her fantasy, so she can have an extra 20 minutes in bed. I tell you what I hate more than poverty, famine and war, the snooze button. It needs to fuck off, you weak, spineless parasite of a human if you're hitting snooze. When that alarm goes off, out of bed, making money. Now, I'm, being, I'm exaggerating, but the divide is very, very real, isn't it, Neve? There are two tribes walking this earth, the super organised and the, oh, is that a sock? Can I leave it on the floor and fuck you up tribe? <laughs> yes, that, that is very true. There are. I mean, I'm, I'm on the other side of the tribe. Unfortunately, Russell, you would not be happy with me. I'm like Lindsay. I am organised chaos. That is me. My husband, OCD man. He needs everything to be put back where it belongs. I mean, the poor man, 15 years of being with me, no wonder he's got grey hair. Um, mm. It's never going back where it belongs. That's not just that's just not life. So we're going to disagree on this in a big way. There are better things to do with your time than organise. I've got a fascinating question for Aldo because you, if you look at little kids at school, my daughter's six, and you can already tell that the organized tie like my and my my niece Ella is five. So there's eleven months between them. And Ella will take out her crayons, finish, and away they go, beautifully tidy, each crayon respected and put away. Whereas me and I go, if I finish that toy, break the head off, bring the next one, mug. And already I can see it. So how I'm I'm assuming Al though, you get both types of people coming into the military. So how do you convert a sock dropper into someone that's not going to die in the first flail of bullets? Well, you, well that's <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So you know, being organised isn't you know from our point of view, it's not 
OCD. It's not, you know, yes, we have to put something back in a specific way or it won't work the next time, right? And that could be a life-saving bit of a kit. But we, you know, in the Marines, it's, you know, the Marines was my background. It's very much work hard, play hard. So there there are elements where you are, you have to be implicitly OCD in the thing that you're doing. And then you just kick the wheels clean off it on the next time that you're out or the next time that you're doing something. So it's work hard, play hard. But can you change someone yeah. who at 18 is a total... Can you change them permanently? Because I, it looks inborn to me. It's, it's not. It's, it's very much... It becomes a necessity. If your life depends on that thing, then you become very good at it or you don't continue in that line of work, right? So by default, the people that get through the longest infantry training in the world you know by the time you get to the end of that you are very organized in lots of other things but weirdly i talk about it in the book as well but we you know we're so organized with the chaos of like shit storm of bullets coming down on you or jumping into active volcanoes but our home life can often be a complete disorganized shit show and that's like mm, it, it's so it's such a juxtaposition between being organized and being being chaotic but we find comfort in chaos if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss there was something in the trauma part of my brain to do with your vagina being <laughs> <laughs> I, just modeled, I just modeled it up with the dick that was on air while my earpiece was melting from the gallery going don't talk to grace anymore <laughs> I, I, I think i'm in that part of that trauma now please tell me more grace i mean how did he how did he get the yeah you know the dimensions That's if you like a, for sculpting how did he take the mold vag- just say it John. yeah exactly you know how did he take the mold he, firstly he did it from memory but like he did not do it justice 
So if a man, hold on a second, just to be clear, Grace, if a man is sculpting your vagina from memory, he's spending quite a long time down there. Down there. Can you not blow your biscuits a little bit quicker? He spent enough time (laughs) down there because it was not accurate. (laughs) It's much better in the flesh. Honestly, some of the sessions I could already describe in binary code they've gone on for so long. Please, God, my neck. I've still got osteoporosis from an ex five years ago. <laughs> right, we're talking about stubbornness. So I'll try and define stubbornness for you. In fact, I've got a sort of dictionary definition here. Having or showing dogged determination not to change one's attitude or position on something, especially in spite of good arguments or reasons to do so. This is the key thing. A determination not to change. So stubborn is the confirmation of a, of a negative, if you like. So we'll move on to different types of um, stubbornness, but I'm going to have to ask you off the bat, Grace Campbell, are men more stubborn than women, in your opinion, or is it a non-binary subject? I really don't associate stubbornness with gender at all because I would say I'm the most stubborn person in my world, in my life, and then my best friend, who's a gay guy, is the second most stubborn person I know. We're both Tauruses, and I think... I don't know, like... I think it's so down to personality. And I remember last time I did your podcast, like all of my references with men are men I've been in relationships with. Some boyfriends Mm. I've had have been so easy to sort of mould around me or what I want to do. And then other people just absolutely can't do that. I think that's down to their personalities. Mm. But what about how the world perceives stubbornness? You know, if we get a brother and sister equally stubborn with the same temperaments, are the world going to perceive them differently? You know, it's a great question. And um, like Grace, I, I don't think it's necessarily gender-specific stubbornness. I think it's certainly I could tell you, you know, a female example of someone as stubborn as the most stubborn male uh, example I might give you. But the issue, what I would say, is I think that society encourages men to be stubborn. That's what I would say about it. I, I think that being headstrong and driven and all of these characteristics that we would like to encourage men to be in the example of what a strong man is perceived to be is something that, you know, is often, as I say, it's a badge of honour for men, whereas with women, being too stubborn can often, certainly in society's eye, be something like, oh, what, you're not not really amenable here you're not really malleable enough to fit round you know all of the constraints that society will need you to do and and ultimately serve men within the patriarchy so I definitely think that one way or another men are encouraged to be more if not encouraged they're allowed to be more stubborn starting from a very you know young age when I've got my toddler son and it's oh yeah he's just headstrong he's boyish he's a bit of a lad he knows what he wants and that whereas a girl hey listen come on love Calm it down. I don't say this. I haven't got a daughter, so don't no. before you <laughs> accuse me of anything. But so, um, <laughs> you know, in general, I think it's something that is in, at least accepted more within men, if not encouraged. But my partner's so different because he confronts people all the time. Taxi drivers or even if we like he's the kind of person like if the order is wrong. No, he's like, excuse really? me, excuse me in a Polish accent. Like, come and take this back <laughs> right now. <laughs> See, my thing is, if it's affecting both of us, me and my girlfriend, I'm making a big deal out of it. If it's yeah. just me, I'm such a laid back individual. I'm Leave like, it you know alone. What? It's no but big deal. Lindsay <laughs> always gets involved on my behalf. They're treating you like, they're treating you like shit, Russell. Yeah. They're taking the piss out of you. They've sent the chicken and not the steak. You're spending a lot of money. It doesn't matter. It does fucking matter. It's the principal. And she's like, yes. 
Oh, That's my God. favorite. It's the principle. It's the Literally. principle of it all. That's my favorite line. Uh, so, Kel, as seen as I'm from Essex, that's now your name. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kel, Kel and Trav, it's just too tempting. Somebody from the 76. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, Kel, it, it's. I, I noticed you just dropped the word Polish in there. So, is there a. Cult- I wasn't going to go so early with the cultural element. In fact, I wanted to finish mm-hmm. on that, but let's go there. Mm-hmm. So, you're. Fella is Polish, is he? Yeah, Because yeah. I do wonder if there's a cultural element. If you've grown up on these islands, particularly if you've grown up in the English part of these islands, mm-hmm. repression is turned up to 10, particularly in men. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's different if you're a Polish man. Yeah, but then he's got, like, um, his brothers, and they're not like that at all. Like, they're just so calm. I feel like sometimes it is the individual. I'm a woo-woo chick, so I love astrology and tarot and all of those things there. And I feel like it does come down a lot of times to individual energy. Like, I'm ruled by Mars and my chart, so I'm always warring. I I wake up ready. So I feel like he's very similar (laughs) in that way as well. How did you ever pull? How? Did you just... Now... Imagine that on the first day, just to warn you, I'm under Mars, I'm always warring, and my nickname's Krasnikov. I'll have the dough balls, please. <laughs> I love the way you just casually said, I'm ruled by Mars. Like... <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck? <laughs> balance, balance. <laughs> it's a tricky subject. I mean, culturally, there are some stereotypes around women, aren't there? Mm. Uh, particularly women from different backgrounds. There's a stereotype, for example, for our listeners' benefit, um, they might not know what backgrounds we're all from, but I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you this, Kalechi. It's not a loaded question, but this is a friend of mine. She's spoken about it, another comedian, the sort of fierce black woman stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. That must cause you to question when you want to be confrontational. I know we're going heavy early, listeners. Don't panic. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll do you turn in a sec. We'll wheel it back. No, that's actually my remit. The angry black woman trope is one that I've been writing about recently. Like, I feel like a lot of black women need to reclaim that narrative because it's kind of used against us in society, so we don't do it. So a lot right. of black women can be vexed and they're not going to show it because they don't want that. Like, they can just... There could be something that they do need to speak up about, especially in the workplace, and mm-hmm. they want to say something, and then the next minute... It, your colleague's crying and all you said was could you not put the tea bag on the left could you just maybe put it back or maybe not eat my food in the fridge and yeah. once everyone's crying then you're the angry aggressive black mm-hmm. woman but actually there is so much historically to be angry about so mm-hmm. i say lean into it which is what has helped my platform grow and why i chose the name kalashnikov because i you know as kalashnikov um because to me it's just like I'm angry, I have every reason to be, but that doesn't mean I'm not funny as fuck. That doesn't mean I'm not, yeah. like, joyful and peaceful. Mm-hmm. But if anybody wants it, they can definitely get it. Um, and <laughs> Your energy is the best. <laughs> it, it starts getting really sensitive and soft. It's like, yeah, I'm really nice, but, you know, I'm, I'm on smoke as well. So the gun stays tucked. Don't play with me. <laughs> I mean, I, I joked once with Lindsay. It didn't go down well. She didn't laugh. That... I would like to have a non-sexual affair with a woman where I go over to a house and watch her being organized and tidy. So I'm getting what I So I'm getting what I need outside my marriage. Because you know, when you have an affair, you're going for what you're not getting at home. Well, everything is everything is perfect except this flashpoint when it comes to you know, I'm constantly made to feel like I'm like the sleeping with the enemy, moving the bean cans facing forward weirdo, and she's like the cool impulsive one. Meanwhile, the kitten's down the toilet. 
and my beautiful shirt is like being tumble dried when it should have. I do all my own washing now. I'd I would like to wash my own plates separately in a tiny dishwasher, personally. <laughs> is, that, is that bad? It's that, um, that bad. I, I, I think you. there should be like a Tinder for, for tidy people where they can just like hang out together because to, I would not get on with another OCD person. We'd wind each other up. But to watch mm. a woman tidying, hot. Do you know what? If you made a club, my husband would join that straight away. I think you're, I think you're onto a thing here. He's exactly the same. I mean, he washes his own laundry. He doesn't oh. like the way that I iron. He basically, yep. it's just everything now after so long together. And and the thing is, the thing is that it doesn't matter how organised a man can be, they are still going to waste at least two hours looking for their phone and their fucking keys. Every time he leaves the house, every time. <laughs> where, he's like, where, where? And he starts doing that dance. And I'm like, where is it? Where is it, Mr. Organised? But honestly, you're right, Russell, we argue all the time about the house. It's the only, argu it's the only argument me and Lindsay are. have. That's mm. the only, we don't oh, argue yeah. about anything other than if I might have to say 10 times, oh, I've left a steak in the fridge. Can you take it out so it defrosts a bit quicker for me? I'm doing eight jobs today with angina. Do you mind just moving a steak from one thing to another? It's hardly like Victorian oppression of women. <laughs> uh, and by the eighth, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I, you know, a lot's happened. I didn't move your steak from one place to another. <laughs> and I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'll fucking eat my own arm then. <laughs> We're the but same. okay. Why, why are we talking about family? Aldo, are you, are you married, kids? What's your domestic setup? Uh, yeah, married, and um, we just had a kid six months ago, so our first kid. And Perfect. Yeah, I was away on the job when, when he was born. But yeah, so we, we are married like two or three years and kids six months old. Now, I was very lucky when Minna was born. A, I was lucky in that Minna has got the high-energy uh, demon child personality, which is the best contraceptive you'll ever have, so we're only <laughs> having one child. It literally just stopped my testicles working. What sort of things are you stubborn about, Grace? Your... Well, I just want to quickly say, like, I actually think being really stubborn is a bad character trait. Like, I think there's a fine line. I think as I've gotten older, I'm 27 now, I used to be unnecessarily stubborn and wouldn't, like, reflect on my own behaviour and would never stop and be like, OK, you're saying I do this repeatedly. Maybe I should actually try and change. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a fine line. Um, I just, I'm very particular with what I want and how I want things to go. And then if they don't always go my way, like people I've been in relationships with always say it's like, you think the world sort of revolves around you. I don't think that's a good characteristic trait. I don't brag about that. It's just like, that's how I've ended up to be and I'm trying to work on it. It's not actually healthy or productive. So coming back to like men, like I agree, like it's definitely something that's more used against women. But even I think it's a bit sad that like for like men are celebrated for being really stubborn because that's a bit sad because I don't think that's the best way to be. Grace, are you particularly stubborn about pottery? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> dimensions of genitalia. Take it back that, and make the clip bigger. <laughs> that is very unrealistic. It's a shambles. I want another bowl now. I want another fistful of clay. <laughs> It was too pink. I was like, it's not that pink. <laughs> oh, not okay. yet it ain't. 
just about getting away with that in 20 if you're listening to this in 2024 quite right to cancel me that has aged very badly so I'm permission to 2024 to cancel me uh, no but what, what are you stubborn about come on Grace uh, okay but what is stubbornness because I'm saying like specifically yeah if somebody doesn't like do what I want them to do or like see me when I want them to see me or like wear what like no that sounds really bad but like I Jesus used to Christ. be I used to be really like very difficult with my ex-boyfriend I'd be like what are you going to wear to my show tonight and he'd be like I don't know I'm going to wear an outfit and I'd be like I want to know what you're going to wear. Like, I want to, like, bet your outfit. Yeah, this was when I was younger. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to grow up. Grace Grace Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) Dress pretty for me, Prince, or I'll hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the end of Man Baggage Best Of. The bulging baggage is emptied. There's loads of new episodes coming up. Keep tuned. Um, The guests are amazing. And that's thanks to my wonderful... Editor Daisy, thank you. No, I'm joking, my producer Raymond. Uh, Bye! (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 